It's the Ford Show. Yes, hello and welcome to the Ford Show. I'm your host, Jason Ford, and looking forward to having some fun with you over the next half hour or so. Now, on today's show, I'm going to bring you the first ever interview I conducted on radio, and for many, it will be a familiar voice and face from your childhood. To give you a little clue, I once ended up getting punched in the balls on this national TV show, and uh, when I say punched in the balls, I sort of mean it metaphorically. I didn't sort of actually get punched in the nuts. So have a think, and I'll explain all that in a moment. But first, a message from our sponsors. Be slim and be smart. Follow the Ford diet chart and take Ford pills. Ford pills. Ford pills. F-O-R-D. Ford. Ford. Ford pills. Keep you looking trim and healthy. Keep you really regular. Buy Ford pills. Yes, well, can I just say, I wouldn't be trying Ford pills. A, you can't get them, and B, it's got uh, a laxative in it. And trust me, I give people the shits without needing any extra help from some pills. So please don't go to Chemist Warehouse or wherever and start looking for them, because you won't find them and you don't really need them. So why the Ford show? Well, I woke up one afternoon around two and thought, well, everybody else is doing a podcast. Why don't I have a go at it. There's no set theme to the show, but hopefully you'll find it interesting enough to keep listening episode after episode. Now, my journey in radio started in Chatswood at a community station back in the mid-90s. I ended up managing that uh, radio station uh, a few years later, which which was a big thrill at the time. Now, I did a show initially on a Sunday night, and I thought what would be a good segment to have? And that would be a a where are they now segment. That could work well. And I thought an interesting guest at the time would be someone who had an impact on our childhood, my childhood, your childhood. I mean, this particular show had been, you know, running quite a long time. So growing up, there was Here's Humphrey. And, you know, let's face it, that interview probably wouldn't have worked out well on radio. Uh, That also applied to Fat Cat and Friends. Uh, there was also Mr. Squiggle, and we all know how grumpy Blackboard would have been to interview. Uh, hurry up. See what I mean? Grumpy bastard. So in the end, I decided to go with Miss Helena from Romper Room. And, you know, I'd always, at the time, I'd always wondered what had uh, happened to her. She'd been off the, the air for about um, eight years or so. And growing up watching it, I mean, for us kids, it was uh, a, lot, a lot of fun, a lot of physical activity on the program. I mean, there was um, bend and stretch galloping on the horse, walking with that friggin' basket on your head to help with your posture, and punching that ball, which, you know, I haven't done since I was about five years old. And, of course, at the end of the show, she would look into that magic mirror and say your name, and I'd be sitting there going, what the fuck? Yes, I was five, and I knew the word fuck. Uh, So (laughs) the big question was, how did she know I was watching? And, you know, for a long time there, I thought the TV was possessed. I thought, you know, she could look right through my TV um, and basically uh, see what I was doing. You know, and and around 1982, the movie Poltergeist came out and, you know, that didn't really do much to alleviate my fears about the TV being possessed either. So back to Romper Room and, you know, did you know Mr. Doobie was my first ever impression? You know, as I say, you know, you start off with the easy ones and then you get onto the harder ones. But with Romper Room, you know, I never went on the show. You know, I could have gone, um, 
I was offered to go, but, you know, I was a bit scared. But my sister ended up going on the program. And, you know, I actually went on another show around the same time called Child's Play uh, on Channel 7 as well. And, you know, I got a little Casio calculator for doing that. And basically, you know, with Child's Play, I had to describe an object that the contestants then had to guess. I think uh, the two objects I described was uh, Vegemite and, and the moon. Punch, punch, punch the ball. Punch is so much fun. Use your wrist, your hand, your fist and keep it on the run. So I mentioned earlier, you know, I got punched in the balls on national television. That was the clue to this particular program. And, you know, and, and look, I mean, you know, the, this is all a bit tongue-in-cheek, you know. We're sort of having a bit of a, a laugh here, you know, because, I mean, you know, these days people just tend to tend to take things, you know, too um, literally. So, you know, this is all a bit of tongue-in-cheek, you know. I wasn't actually punched in the balls on national television. So, um, just a bit of a backstory to it. A few months earlier, our family went to an event at South Junior Leagues Club, and my sister managed to score herself a great big punch ball, which we took home, or she took home. And, you know, I was playing with it, and it burst. Now, I swear it was an accident, although the accusation at the time was that I deliberately popped it with a pencil and a pin. I mean, those punch balls were so sturdy. I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd need a pretty sharp object to burst it. But, you know, anyway, what's happened has happened, and although I found it a bit difficult to move on, as you'll find out in a second. So, fast forward a few months, and they're doing the punch ball segment on Romper Room, and my sister, God love her, totally drops me in it, saying I deliberately popped it and... I get a serve from Miss Helena. Here's how it unfolded. Once I had one and my brother popped it. Oh, did so that was bad, What did they? How did they do that? My brother popped it with a pencil and a pin. Goodness so me! A pencil and a pin. Oh, it's a sad story. I hope he won't do it again. And, and look, I mean, I was crushed. I mean, he was a lady I looked up to, you know, scolding me on national television, and. You know, from a psychological point of view, the, you know, the effects were very real. I mean, from that moment, I never went near a punch ball again. I mean, even balloons popping, you know, causes me great anxiety. So, yeah, uh, punching the balls. But it was only after I did the interview with Miss Helena that I realised I forgot to bring up the, the incident. So, so you won't hear it in the actual um, interview. But um, I have to say, it was a great thrill sitting with her in the studio. I mean, it was a, she's a lovely lady, Miss Helena Bailey, uh, married to Mike Bailey, who people would remember, you know, doing the weather on the ABC. And I think it was Channel 7 he also did the weather as well. And, you know, I got to correspond with him a bit when he was running the journalism course at Maclay College. So here we go. I thought you'd like to hear the first interview I ever did. Jason Ford speaks to... Miss Helena. Joining me in the studio today is Miss Helena Bailey, formerly of Rumper Room. And how are you, uh, Mrs. I'm Bailey? I'm very well, thank you, Jason. And I can see you're a doobie. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yes, oh, well, I try to be. <laughs> Whatever happened to Miss Helena after Romper Room? What did I do? Well, here I am. Uh, I'm still called Miss Helena, by the way. Um, I married in the year that I left Romper Room. I uh, married in the May of '86, and uh, to have a baby. 
and I had that baby in 1988. So that's sort of what happened, one of the reasons, anyway, one of the things that happened. But I went on to, uh, the year after I left uh, um, Romperoom, I went to the Joondalee Watkins Deportment School. I work for a skincare company, uh, which is called MD Formulations. It's an American company, and it's... Um, it has fruit peels, right? And I work for them a couple of days a week. I do their advertorials on Good Morning Australia. And I also work um, freelance doing presentation uh, lectures. And I might do, you know, a couple of weeks of that every few months. Uh, just talking about job skills, interview success, uh, how to present yourself for an interview, um, things like uh, deportment, sitting up straight and tall, Deidre, yes, and um, yeah, using using the voice that is going to, you know, you're going to project a voice that people are, are, are able to hear, so we did a little bit on voice as well, uh, about uh, your hair, what to wear, how to sit, how to stand, uh, and really they're all skills that are going to hold you instead for um, years to come. How did you get to be host of Romper Room? Well, my background is in teaching. I was an infant's primary teacher, and you did have to be a teacher to be a presenter on Romper Room. And I saw the picture of Miss Patricia saying that she was leaving Romper Room, and uh, I rang Channel 7 to be very curtly told that uh, Romper Room was produced by Fremantle International, and I should get in touch with them, which I did. And they said, uh, send in your resume, the usual thing. So I did that as well. And they called me in for an interview. Now, there was an uproar, I guess you could say, when uh, Fat Cat took over the helm of entertaining children. In fact, uh, on most occasions, Romper Room outrated not just Fat Cat, but Here's Humphrey too. Uh, do you know why Romper Room was axed? I've been gone from the show for eight years now, and people are still saying, why, why did they give that show the chop? So people want it, and not only that, there seems to be an enormous market in, um, if you like, childhood memories, nostalgia, and I am forever being uh, asked, you know, why can't we have that show again? Well, it, it was a um, money-making thing. It was just, it purely was a financial decision. Um, Channel 7 inherited Fat Cat. Uh, they already had uh, um, Romper Room. Romper Room was produced by Fremantle International, so that when we went to shopping centres, the revenue went to Fremantle International. When Fat Cat went to shopping centres and, and outside uh, um, money-making ventures, the money went to Channel 7. Which one would you choose? And you only needed to have half hour of uh, children's television. So it was just a financial decision. Looking back, I was uh, surprised with the amount of control that there was on the show, uh, in terms of the kids behaving themselves, etc. Were there any uh, times when the kids suffered stage fright or were jealous of another kid's uh, toy or something like that? I did insist on was that the mothers bring the children to meet me and to see the set and to see the cameras because they're very large and there were three of them and it, they were sort of corralled by the cameras. It was a very small studio and I wanted to meet the children, let them play with the toys uh, and meet the mothers, etc., just so that the children would feel, uh, have a feel for the studio before they came in for the taping because time is money as far as studio time is concerned and uh, that I found was was when you would find out whether it was the mother who wanted the child to go on television uh, so that they could keep that video and show it on their 21st birthday and have a record of their childhood, or whether it was the child who genuinely, genuinely was interested and wanted to come on and play the games. Were there any real naughty, naughty children on the set? Only one child that, that um, really was very, very naughty. She was just disruptive. She interrupted everybody. She wanted, if, if somebody had a, a pink 
punch ball, she wanted the pink punch ball. Then if somebody was the green one looked good, she wanted the green one and, and etc. What was your favourite game on the show? Oh, let me just think. I loved to gallop. I was a bit of a galloper. Yeah, I always galloped sideways, you know, side saddle. Yeah. I always did it in a ladylike fashion. Yeah, I loved to gallop. Uh, I loved the punching balls. That was very good for me because you could get out a lot of excess energy there. And I liked bend and stretching. That kept me very fit. I found out how fit I was after I left Romper Room. Uh, because I, I uh, found that, you know, um, yeah, things didn't fit as well as they did. And people used to say to me, oh, you're not doing much up there. But I'd also notice after the Christmas holidays that uh, when I'd go back to do re- um, six recordings a week, the first week I'd be huffing and puffing. I became quite uh, quite fit doing those shows. Were there any uh, lighter moments on the show at all? Oh yes, we had we had all sorts of things, <laughs> things happen as you might imagine, the usual things of uh, someone not getting to the toilet in time, or we had one dear little thing vomit into her posture basket. You know, we had all of those sorts of things. Uh, a budgerigar died on set um, because I knocked it off its off its little stand. We were galloping, and I went around the corner. Uh, must have been clinging to the rails a little bit or something, and the the whole cage came off. And uh, when we went to the budgerigar, the budgerigar had died of fright. So that still comes back to haunt me, that one. It really does. I read that Romper Bomper Stomper Boo was a segment that you dreaded because instead of looking into a mirror, chances were that you were staring at an obscene drawing stuck on the glass by some uh, sky-liking stagehand. Oh, you know, they'd have the list or pretend to have the list of names there and uh, there would be nothing at all. It would be a blank sheet or it would be um, a list of names of who might be going out with whom, etc. Or to put it, (laughs) you could put it a different way. Um, And linking people that shouldn't have been linked together. uh, So that was difficult to sort of mix them up a little bit. But uh, when those sort of things came up, and it did keep me on my toes, I became very good at thinking on my feet and very good at ad-libbing as well. Now, I must admit I've uh, been set up here, but why didn't you ever say Gabrielle when you did the Romper Bomper segment? I'd actually like a dollar for everyone who came and asked me. You didn't You didn't ever see me in the magic mirror. Um, Gabrielle, now, there was a makeup artist called um, Gabrielle, so I would have said it. Uh, it's just that she wasn't watching on that day. The other reason might have been that she had a very slack mother who didn't write in and ask for her name to be said. <laughs> so blame it on a mother, you know, blame it on a mother, not on me. <laughs> Try to do what's right. And not do anything wrong I'm a romper in doobie I doobie all day long Buzz, buzz According to you, Mr Doobie, which was operated by a stagehand, was a little wretch who would hold up signs with rude messages printed on them. Oh yes, oh yes, that's quite true. <laughs> he did all of that. And, uh, you know, we had to have our fun too. And he would do that. Yes, he would. <laughs> he's still he's still a wretch. I've got a Mr Doobie at home. And um, I'm still friends with Miss Patricia, who was um, the teacher on Romper Room before me. And uh, we've had some good fun with Mr Doobie. Um Tell us about the time when he substituted um, straight gin for the water you used to drink when the children were having their milk. We had a wonderful uh, floor manager and he wrote a 
a motorbike. And Studio E, Epping Pub, was known as Studio E. And uh, if anyone was missing, they'd say, oh, you tried Studio E. There was no such studio, you see, but E for Epping. And um, he used to, the, the, the uh, crew used to go down and have their lunch at Epping um, Pub. And uh, the last um, show of the week, they'd bring back a drink for me. The first one that they brought back was, was straight gin. And, of course, you can't tell the difference between gin and water, and there's no smell either. So <laughs> they did a very um, close close-up of me drinking the gin. Well, I nearly died because I did take quite a quite a swallow of the gin, and it was quite hot uh, as well. You know, you, I, I felt warm all over. And um, the tears just streamed down my eyes. You know, I had to uh, cover up very well with that one. But the um, particular... Um, stagehand, and he was a uh, he went on to produce E Street, but uh, he put the Tia Maria in my milk, <laughs> and it depends how fast he drove back on his motorbike from the Epping pub, just how much Tia Maria I got in my milk because he'd spill it, you see, and how how uh, how late he was running. So yes, we had a lot of fun, you know, on both sides. Now you've been away from Romper Room for eight years now. Have you had any bizarre requests apart from doing uh, radio interviews? To appear nude in a ribald magazine. Hmm. Yeah, so that uh, was a bit frightening <laughs> for them, more so than for me, I think. Is there anything to top that one? Well, usually it's, you know, go to go to the 21st and uh, to sing, bend and stretch. In fact, there seems to be, um, I wish I could charge actually, there seems to be a market now. People who know me and, and people who don't know me too are always asking requests of me to write a letter to so-and-so. Catherine is having her 21st on Saturday night. Could you write a letter as Miss Helena? So I do. I say, have some refreshments for me and be a good doobie and keep romp- romping, you know. Um, and I And it's not just one or two. I get lots and lots of requests for those things. So um, I think, you know, it was a cult thing and, uh, yeah, you you learnt as you went along, definitely. (laughs) You know, when I started to do the um, advertorials for Good Morning Australia, uh, the director was very worried um, and uh, wanted to check whether I was still... Uh, had a contract with Channel 7. Not that I ever did. It was with Fremantle International. Um, and, I mean, it's eight years on. I mean, I wish I did still... was still under contract to Channel 7 or even Fremantle International. So that's how time stands still in people's minds. And uh, I do ads from time to time as well. And I would say that it's it has gone against me more times than uh, gone for me, with me. What is uh, your most memorable show? I know it's a pretty hard question considering you did over uh, 2,000 episodes. I guess my most memorable show was the one in New York because um, I co-hosted it with Miss Molly. But the reason for that is that that we're in New York City, we're in a wonderful studio downtown, and um, we had uh, quite a few children in the studio. And it was just so heartwarming to have so many children accept me uh, and they didn't know me. And also, I think perhaps the last show was great as well because, um, of course, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be a, a memorable one. But there were lots. There were lots when we had visitors from the zoo and, and Koala Park and from those, uh, you know, children who, who were disadvantaged to come in to see us. And we had children that came from a long way as well. We had children that would come up from Melbourne. And I remember when there was a, a petrol strike one lady, she wasn't, uh, 
She was in, in uh, difficult circumstances and she didn't want her child to miss out so she'd hired a car to come from Campbelltown. And, and to see parents really um, you know, cherish, cherishing their own children's childhood I thought was you know, great as a mum and uh, as a person and as, a, as the Romper Room presenter. Thanks very much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure, Jason. And I'd just like to say a special hello to all those doobies. And if I didn't see you in the magic mirror, well, I'm certainly trying to see you now. And even though you can't see me, I can see you. Try to do what's right Well, there we are. Hope you enjoyed that and found that interesting. And you know, that sort of took you back to your childhood. Uh, certainly brought back a lot of memories for me. And yeah, it was a good, good time. I mean, you know, some really good programs back in that day. If you were, if you were a child, I mentioned a few of them earlier in the show, like uh, Pierce Humphrey and Fat Cat and Friends, etc. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, thanks for listening. That's all from the Ford Show for this time. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at the Ford Factor. And uh, would love to hear from you. Until the same time next week, it's good night from. Airport.